amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Blog Talk Radio. Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer Radio Show, brought to you by Kalmbach Feeds. My name is Andy Schneider, but most know me as the Chicken Whisperer, author of The Chicken Whisperer's Guide to Keeping Chickens, National Spokesperson for the USDA Biosecurity for Birds Program, and Editor-in-Chief of Chicken Whisperer Magazine. Each week, I welcome experts in their field to share their knowledge about different topics, including backyard poultry, show poultry, heritage poultry, gardening, cooking, and, of course, living a self-sufficient lifestyle. Be sure to visit us online at chickenwhisperer.com, where you can follow us on Twitter, become a fan on Facebook, and subscribe to the totally free digital edition of Chicken Whisperer magazine. Once again, I would like to thank all of you for tuning in today to Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer, brought to you by Kalmbach Feeds. At Kalmbach Feeds, our layer pellets and crumbles are all natural, antibiotic-free, with no animal byproducts. Formulated just for laying hens, our feed is fortified with essential amino acids and calcium to ensure maximum production of nutritious, tasty, strong-shelled eggs. From our family to yours, feed your hens the way nature intended. Pure, wholesome, goodness. Kalmbach Feeds. Find a dealer at kalmbachfeeds.com. That's K-A-L-M-B-A-C-H, feeds.com. Or order your layer pellets and crumples today on Amazon.com. Kalmbach Feeds is a proud sponsor of The Chicken Whisperer. When you need an incubator, think Brensey, the incubation specialist. Brensey has been a world-leading manufacturer of incubators for over 30 years. Incubators from 7 to 380 eggs with high-quality electronic and digital controls, including precise humidity control and programmable egg turning, all at surprisingly affordable prices. Visit them online at Brensea.com. Brensea spelled B-R-I-N-S-E-A. That's Brensea.com or call 1-888-667-7009. Enter the coupon code WHISPER at checkout and save 10% on their incubators, brooders, egg candlers, and other incubation accessories. When you need an incubator, think Brincy, technology you can trust. You've just entered a dimension of dirty water, a dimension of poop-filled water, a dimension of stagnant water. You've crossed into the dirty waterer zone. But up ahead is your signpost to cleaner water, the Bright Tap Chicken Waterer. The Bright Tap Waterer is fully covered. Chickens drink from special valves, so dirt and droppings can't get into the water. Chickens get sparkling clean water. You get less work. No poop-filled water pans for you to touch or wash out. Bright Tap, clean water made simple. Visit chickenwaterer.com to learn more. That's chickenwaterer.com. Cackle Hatchery is a third-generation, family-owned and operated hatchery. They offer over 193 varieties of poultry shipped directly from their facility in Missouri. 
It's their mission to enhance your life by providing you with quality poultry for showing, meat, enjoyment, eggs, and pets. They specialize in hatching purebred poultry and shipping day-old chicks right to your local post office since 1936. 4-H and FFA Youth Poultry Clubs get a 10% discount. Check out their website, CackleHatchery.com, for posted weekly specials and discounts. That's CackleHatchery.com. Ware Manufacturing has been building quality hutches since 1983. Ware manufactures modern chicken hutches, barns, pens, and nest boxes designed especially for the backyard flock. Ware offers hutches and pens for every yard size and every chicken keeper's budget. Visit their website at waremfginc.com. That's W-A-R-E-M-F-G-I-N-C.com. Or call them to find a retailer near you at 1-888-824-7257. Ware Manufacturing. Do you provide a heat source for your backyard chickens in the winter? In most cases, it's not necessary. But if you choose to provide a heat source for your backyard chickens, it's imperative to use a safe and effective heat source, and the only one I recommend is the Sweeter Heater. The Sweeter Heater is a safe, completely sealed, washable, non-breakable, energy-efficient, long-lasting and reliable specific area heater that comes with a three-year warranty. Ditch the dangerous heat lamp this season and invest in the only heater I recommend, the Sweeter Heater. Purchase the Sweeter Heater online at SweeterHeater.com. That's SweeterHeater.com. Hi, I'm country music artist Nathan Osmond, and you're listening to Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer. And the mighty bird against prejudice continues his fight for law and order. So when you hear that cry in the sky, you'll know it's Super Chicken. Alrighty, thank you very much for staying with us today on Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer. It is uh, Tuesday. Uh, We've got a great show lined up for you today. We've got Peter Brown, also known as the Chicken Doctor. He'll be joining us here shortly to talk all about Coriza. Uh, again, when you've done over a thousand episodes, you'll repeat some of those. We've done Coriza before, but it's always good to to update and re remind ourselves about the symptoms, signs, things that we can do to uh, to identify Coriza and uh, what we can do to help uh, get rid of it and treat it if if uh, we feel our chickens do have that. So that'll be our topic for uh, today when we bring Peter on here in just a uh, in just a few minutes. So make sure you get those Chicken Whisperer notebooks out with those pens and pencils and take lots of notes so you can refer back uh, to the information. And, of course, if you uh, don't want to take notes, it's not an issue. All of our episodes, all of our podcasts are recorded and archived for your listening pleasure. So 1,037 of them, actually, you can go back and listen to. This is our, I guess, going into our eighth year of broadcasting now. How cool is that? Um, so, uh, so yeah, thank you very much for joining us today. Hope you had a great uh, holiday weekend with family and friends. I know uh, we sure did. Had a great time. I actually got done with all our Christmas shopping uh, online, uh, and uh, they don't think I bought anything in any of the stores. So uh, it was uh, stress-free shopping, if you will, with a two-year-old and four-year-old from the comfort of our uh, RV here in southern Florida, where we're spending the winter. So, um, but yeah, Christmas shopping, mark it off the list. That's another thing that uh, that is done. Uh, another thing I'm very excited about, um, very, very preliminary right now. I'm still doing some research on it, and uh, I've contacted a uh, an agency that specializes in this topic uh, to see what they can offer uh, for small businesses like, like myself. Um, but, you know, I always coin the term kind of spreading the chicken love from, from coast to coast. And uh, I feel that we do that more than anybody else on the planet between the magazine, the book, the podcast, the, the tours all over the country. Um, uh, there's probably other things as well. <laughs> but um, always looking to add to that. And um, over the last couple of weeks, I've kind of int- been introduced to 
I think it's pronounced Roku, which is really an internet-based television. Um, you can go to any, just about any tech store or even Walmart, Target. They have them in the, in the electronic department. It's a tiny little box, uh, about three inches square. Um, you uh, HDMI that to your uh, television, and then that picks up your internet, whether you have a router in your house, wireless internet, whatever it may be. And then now you can stream things and play things. And there's a gazillion channels on there that you can choose from. I mean, anything from Netflix to PBS Kids to all, all kinds of different things like that. But um, it's a real neat, I think, maybe even a possibility avenue where we can actually launch uh, some TV programs, some video program, whether it's just uploading videos we've already done to that um, or uh, doing, I know they have music channels, so it doesn't have to be video. It could be streaming these podcasts via the, the Roku device on uh, the TV. Millions and millions of people around the world have this. Uh, it would open up spreading the chicken love to other folks or maybe just give them another avenue to benefit from the education that we bring from our awesome guests. Uh, and it may mean, you know, televising some of the tour that we do twice a year, um, doing site visits, uh, grabbing videos from others we feel that may be beneficial to put on there from uh, UC Davis and uh, UGA and other videos like that from USDA Biosecurity for Birds and having uh, basically a uh, another CNN, if you will, which would, of course, mean Chicken News Network um, or something to that nature, uh, the Chicken Whisperer Network. And then, you know, anytime you could go to that network, pull it up on your Roku, and then see what whether it be the latest podcast that's up there that you can listen to or new videos that have been posted, new site visits, uh, new and things we've done on the tour, uh, visiting hatcheries, different things like that. So very very preliminary. I uh, did a little uh, work on it this morning, contacted a couple of PR agencies, uh, marketing agencies that uh, that specialize in setting that up. Um, I sure as heck don't have time to do that with everything else, but if you can have someone to handle it that would be affordable, then it might be worth it in the long run. Uh, just to have one more avenue um, for uh, spreading the chicken love to people all around the country. And again, our goal and our, our, uh, is to get them good, reliable, uh, fact-based, science-based, study-based information um, so they can get that right information instead of having to rely on blogs and forums uh, with all the information that we know that's <laughs> out there. So um, very preliminary, kind of exciting, but uh, we'll just see what uh, what happens with it and see if it'll be a feasible addition. Um, there is a chicken television show that is out there that launched uh, last year uh, on, uh, I don't know, I, I, not to be negative, I guess I call it Discovery Channel's Ugly Sister Network. Um, so it's not one of the major networks out there. It is on cable television, uh, channel 285,000 or something like that. And um, I haven't, I'll be honest with you, I haven't even watched a single episode. I've been sent portions of episodes from people that say, hey, look at this, or look at this, or look at this information. Uh, I do know, however, that it is none of the information is fact-checked at all to be accurate uh, information. Um, uh, I did a videotaping for the show, um, just to be uh, open and, and crystal clear about this. Um, while I was on tour uh, back, I think it was in the spring, and uh, they came out and, and videotaped me doing an event, actually at a poultry show. And they spent about a couple of hours on site with me getting um, video for this episode. Well, uh, the more and more I saw what was going on, other guests they were going to have, uh, the format, how it was going to work, uh, the none of the information was going to be fact-checked. It was just, hey, uh, someone could say pumpkin seeds are an all-natural dewormer for chickens. And that, that would be on this TV show all about chickens. Um, and then how many people who are watching it now are going to think that is the, the, the truth and start using that and what kind of ramifications that would have. So I, I backed out. I said, I, I just can't be associated with that. Um, especially if you're just not going to be, not care, I don't want to use that term really, but what information you're giving. I mean, if these are people's opinion, does it say on there, this is not, you know, this is their opinion, this is not backed by any type of scientific data, this is this person is not a true poultry expert, da 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 da, -da. Um, And so I, I pulled out, and they did not film, they took my episode out of that, and um, 
and apparently they're going into a second season. I don't know, six episodes a season, ten episodes a season, something like that. Again, on one of those uh, side networks of one of the major networks, uh, way up in the cable channels. They had an air date of, or it was broadcasting at 6 a.m. So I have no idea what the listener numbers were. I tried to find out that information, and they wouldn't give it to me. So um, just to see uh, how many people were at, how many people were getting questionable or marginable information about raising their backyard flock just from people just spouting anything they want to on it. So um, so this, again, this would be uh, maybe in direct competition with that. Uh, again, free TV. Uh, you have that Roku. You have Internet. It wouldn't cost you a dime. It would be uh, presented by sponsors, and then um, it would be, uh, again, reliable information uh, for, for folks. So, um, again, preliminary, looking at that. If you have any suggestions, you can email me, cw at chickenwhisperer.com. I would be interested to know how many people actually have the RUCO. They say millions across the planet. It is becoming more and more popular as people buy these smart TVs where they can do that and stream from the Internet. Uh, just one more avenue of a different way we can spread the chicken love, accurate uh, chicken love uh, around the country. So, yeah, it's kind of exciting. All right, so today we're talking about Coriza. We've got Peter Brown, also known as the Chicken Doctor, is joining us and uh, founder of FirstStateVetSupply.com. Uh, Been in the poultry industry for over 50 years uh, in all different aspects of that, from backyard to uh, small hobby farm to even commercial uh, as well early on. <laughs> and uh, uh, he's been a uh, fixture on this show for uh, a couple of years now, and we're glad to have him. Normally every Monday we're uh, playing around with the schedule, seeing um, what's going to end up working uh, for the new year. And uh, so, uh, but hey, you can always keep up with when we're going to be on live. If you miss it, not a worry. Again, they're all archived for your listening pleasure. But we're trying to get up a uh, uh, new programming for uh, first of the year. So let's go ahead and bring on Peter Brown, also known as the Chicken Doctor, to the show. Peter, welcome. Thanks for joining us. Hope you had a great turkey day. Yeah, Andy, I did. How about you? Yeah, doing. We had a good one. We had uh, uh, we had uh, Thanksgiving. We went over here to the clubhouse at the uh, resort we're staying at, and probably a couple of hundred people were there. Uh, lots of them are friends, and and uh, had the big Turkey Day festivities. And then uh, uh, I got to do. Uh, I think pretty much finished our uh, our uh, Christmas shopping. And two year old and four year old. You know how uh, Santa will be here before you know it. So, but I think I'm pretty much marked all our Christmas shopping off of the list. Um, from the comfort of our RV, didn't have to go into any stores or wait in lines or any of that nonsense. So I was happy with that. Marked that off the list and and uh, and get that done. So that's that's a little relief that all that's done a good month in advance. So uh, nothing like waiting to the last minute. But you know, I think this is probably the earliest I've, I've totally been done. I think I've got uh, maybe one more thing to, to buy from my dad to get shipped to him, and I'm still shopping around for that. But that'll be an online. Uh, purchase and it'll be shipped directly to his front door for uh for christmas so but i think i'm done regarding that but uh yeah i had a good good turkey day and i can't believe it. it's december 1st right now uh every year we're like where did the year go and then the older i get the faster the years go by i think it seems um <laughs> seems like it doesn't you know, i know it man and when you're little you're like oh my god so slow wait when Santa coming home, you got 25 more days. 25 more days. I said, yes. Oh, my goodness. And the next thing you know, I'll be putting things together at midnight for, for the 24th. So it'll, uh, yeah, it's, it just seems to fly by. But I'm glad I'm here. I'm glad you're here. Cariza, um, again, as always, did a little research uh, online uh, uh, beforehand just to familiarize myself. Uh, we've done this topic before, but um, uh, it, I wouldn't say it's uh, um, it would be common, but it, it kind of, from the definition, encompasses a lot of possible things with our chicken versus maybe just one, signs and symptoms, uh, um, respiratory illness, things like that, versus just maybe one thing, and I may be wrong there, but just from, from researching it and the true definition of coriza, but... Um, I would I would go out on a limb and say if you keep chickens for any length of time, um, sooner or later you might uh, have to deal with this um, uh, issue, uh, regardless of, of um, how clean and how healthy and things like that. It's just one of those things that, that may be one of the more, I hate to use the word common on the show, but um, you'll you, if you keep chickens for any length of time, I think this may be something you may eventually have to deal with. Yeah, I think that... Um um, you know, lots of times the uh, oh, the statement, you know, I keep things clean, um, 
Technically, technically speaking, okay, it doesn't have anything to do with it. Uh, What has to do with uh, any disease, uh, whether it be coryzer or or, uh, avian influenza or or bronchitis or anything else, uh, is exposure. Um, you know, if there isn't any exposure, same thing for, for, for humans. If you've not been exposed to somebody that had a cold, your chances of, of catching a cold probably pretty slim. But if you're around folks that are, you know, sick all the time or a lot of yeah. children, uh, as you well know. Um, yeah, if you don't, if you don't and, go to daycare and you don't go to Walmart during Christmas time, then your chances <laughs> of getting the stomach bug and cold are probably much less than if you just stay in your yeah. RV all day. <laughs> Yeah, and the, you know, look, the same thing for for uh, for for chickens. If if you have uh, pretty much a closed flock, um, most of the time uh, you're not going to have very many uh, difficulties. Uh, I see it all the time. People talk about it. You know, uh, well, and I have never have trouble. Uh, you know, this that and the other thing. And even even here, uh, our our own uh, uh, flock. Uh, mm-hmm. We just don't have the exposure that other people might have. We don't bring birds in. Nobody comes here to visit, right. um, and that kind of thing. Um, you know, could could something happen by free flying birds? Yep, could happen. Uh, chances of it are, are somewhat slim. And you know, we've talked about it before. You know, we've taken steps, uh, you know, to try to uh, mitigate that a little bit by uh, uh, putting feeders out in the front yard, uh, out closer to the front road. Um, uh, you know, and that does really help keep the the birds out. I have, to be honest with you, I have uh, never seen birds uh, in the coop or in the um, uh, the enclosure uh, that our birds are kept in. You and, got cats um, back there too, though. So <laughs> yes, we do. Right? Yep. Am I right? And that, you have cats, yep. so that's probably a. <laughs> yep, a we have four cats that away. have lived with these chickens forever. And um, it is quite comical, uh, especially in the summertime, um, you know, to see them uh, on these little chase lounge things we've got. And um, they're they're purposely uh, uh, made for cats and, and, and what have you. So if they want to lay around, the cats can actually get up off the ground. And uh, not uncommon at all to see a cat laying down sunning itself on one end and a chicken or two on the opposite end. And they're not huge. They're maybe, I don't know, maybe... 30 to tops 40 inches wide. Uh, so, you know, in close proximity, and um, we do have one cat uh, who is quite elderly, and um, we've been locking her up on the, uh, at night, the, the cats have access to, to the outside uh, 24-7. Uh, the chickens do not. They're locked in a secure facility uh, with the cats on the opposite end. Um uh, but one cat, a little bit older, uh, she's uh, got some thyroid problems, so she needs to be medicated. So we keep her in, actually, with the chicken. She stays in there all night. And uh, there's never been any problem whatsoever. Um, but, yeah, they, they probably are a deterrent to, to keeping uh, birds out. But by the same token, you know, if you do these things, you don't have all these other problems. Um, you know, I mean, I've been watching this flock for years and years now, and um, they're just, you know, um, Go on about their business every day, and we, you know, like I've told you, it's a small flock now, but it's still um, predominantly roosters. And um, uh, you know, we've taken steps to, you know, mitigate that to to keep the uh, the fighting down. And every now and then, you'll see a couple of them. And you know, it's funny because two of the older ones they get sparring a little bit, and then they kind of look at each other and go, "Let's go eat," you know. And then one goes to one feeder, one goes <laughs> to the other feeder, and and you know, it's kind of like you know, what are we doing this for? And then they, it's that first half an hour, 45 minutes in the morning when they jump down off the roost and want to act like, you know, jackasses and do whatever they do. And so, you know, we've taken steps to to, uh, to mitigate that. And in all of that, you take out some of the stress uh, that, that normally comes uh, in, in every flock. And the more you take the stress away, the less susceptible the birds are going to be uh, to whatever disease entity they may come in contact with. And, you know, we've talked this to death, but it's, it's still worth talking about because I, I watch people do it all the time, self-destruct. You know, um, got to feed them this, got to feed them that, and uh, the, the, the birds don't want to lay and, and the, the soft-shelled eggs and all the other things that they do. If you just would give them the complete feed that you buy at the feed store um, and buy a good quality feed from a reputable uh, supplier that turns their feed over. You don't want to have one who buys a, a half of a tractor trailer load of, of feed and keeps it all year long. 
You'd rather have that come from somebody who's turning over their stuff every couple of weeks. And uh, so, you know, a lot goes, a lot of thought goes into it. And then on the flip side of it, with some folks, there isn't any thought that goes into it, and that's where the trouble starts. When you, you know, when they don't mm-hmm. think things through about, you know, uh, what kind of shelter and, and and that kind of thing, and what works for one person. Um, you know, there's a lot of controversy around, which I stayed out of these days. Uh, you, oh, know, yeah. uh, you know, should you put a heat lamp or a, a sweeter heater mm-hmm. or a heat source of some sort in the coop? And there are those that feel that, you know, uh, they don't need it. Others are asking a question, should they do it? Um, and uh, others do it. And personally, myself, I think it's a personal preference. Um, we do it here uh, just because we feel... Uh, the age of these birds, uh, they become more fragile, as you well know, as they become older, and we don't want the aggravation. And for the small cost of having uh, a couple of sweeter heaters over top of them, see, what people misunderstand about sweeter heaters and, and heaters like that is that they don't heat the whole coop. Really designed just to help the bird maintain its body temperature. So if you're helping the bird maintain its body temperature, okay, you're de-stressing the bird, you're allowing the bird to take the nutrients that it has and use it to help regulate its body temperature. You're making it easier for the bird. You know, there's this nonsense that, you know, uh, so you give them heat and then they go outside and they freeze to death. That's poppycock nonsense and bull crap. Um, You know, it it just doesn't happen that way. If they don't want to go out, they won't go out. If you have a a reasonable shelter for them and they think it's too cold outside, they're going to go back inside. They're not that stupid. I mean, not stupid at all, but, I mean, they, they, they figure it out. Birds that want to be outside will go outside, and that's what we do with ours. Um, we were um, uh, smart enough here a couple of years ago to put a pop hole door in, which is, has been a lifesaver because we're able to keep whatever heat, for the most part, uh, in the building during the day. Mm-hmm. We just open that up, and they've, they've all learned how to go through it. You know, even the duck, and he's wacko. He, he's afraid of the chickens. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but anyway, if you keep the birds healthy, uh, you know, a lot of these things are, are going to go away, and we're, you know, uh, so we're here to talk today about about Cariza, um, mm-hmm. uh, an interesting subject because it gets kicked pillar to post. People don't understand it. Um, people um, uh, have a tendency to confuse, it, and, and rightfully so. Um, I think that um, it is um, going to make, and probably is making, somewhat of a comeback in the uh, uh, backyard community. Uh, especially amongst those who buy birds at the swaps um, and the sale barns and that kind of stuff. Um, most people that are taking birds to the sale barn are not taking super-duper healthy, cream-of-the-crop, top-notch birds. Uh, they're taking excess birds that are culls uh, in their eyes for, for various reasons or unwanted birds uh, for various reasons, uh, whether they be sick uh, or whether they be healthy. Um, you know, I dare say that you're going to go to a, a sale barn uh, the majority of the time and, and pick up a show-quality bird. Um, you're probably not going to be able to do that. You might pick up a cull from a breeder, but you're not going mm-hmm. to usually pick up you know, their, their best birds. So <clears throat> as the more you do that, the greater the opportunity is to, uh, to pick up a disease, not just coryza, but any other disease that's out there. Mm-hmm. So... Um, you know, the, the, again, this disease is misunderstood from the standpoint that um, uh, if you go through the literature over the years, and, and this disease uh, it goes all the way back to the early 20s, okay? Uh, so it's been around a long, long time, uh, uh, became uh, uh, more of a problem in the latter 40s and 50s, and then died out for a while, uh, and then came back uh, again uh, fairly strong, uh, California has always had a problem with it in the commercial sector. Mexico has had a problem with it and continues to this day to have a problem with it. Uh, so it requires, you know, vaccination uh, in most of these places, uh, especially in the commercial industry where this is not a disease uh, that we generally see or uh, have seen in broiler chickens. They, they don't live long enough usually and don't have the exposure uh, to, to this particular organism. So we're looking at, you know, uh, Backyard-type uh, chickens, small flock holders, those that have uh, small flocks uh, for um, egg-laying purposes, uh, and the commercial poultry industry. Uh, it is a bacteria. Um, it's been called many things over the years, from uh, roop to infectious coryza, uh, 
to any number of other uh, uh, names that have been that have been put on it. Uh, infectious coryza or coryza are probably the, the two that uh, that stick to uh, uh, to the literature at this point in time. It is infectious, no doubt about it. Uh, bird to bird spread is very quickly. Uh, a little bit of a tip off on that uh, to uh, to tell people, uh, you know, it is a clue to figuring this one out without. Uh, laboratory diagnosis. Um, I encourage laboratory diagnosis whenever you have that opportunity. Um, this this can be a mixed infection of uh, the um, coryza organism, uh, which is uh, scientifically called Haemophilus paragallinarium. And for those that are interested in the spelling of it, it's H-A-E-M-O-P-H-I-L-U-S, and then paragallinarium, P-A-R-A-G-A. L-L-I-N-A-R-U-M. Uh, not that it makes that much difference. Coryza is a lot easier to spell um, and um, uh, is the term that most people uh, will, will use for this. Um, but, again, uh, <clears throat> this disease can be prevented uh, by knowing the source uh, of where you're getting your birds from. If you don't, you obviously run that risk of, of getting it. And one of the um, things that's out there that people uh, – so you get a bird with some swelling in the face and a snotty nose, uh, and um, there are people that will say, well, it doesn't smell, so therefore it's not coryza, and that's not true. Okay? Um, smell or no smell, foul odor coming from the head and or the mouth uh, of the bird is not um, the lack of it or the presence of it uh, does not tell you in any way, shape, or form that what you have definitively is coryza. Okay, what it does tell you is you have uh, more than likely a bacterial infection with mixed bacteria. Uh, and that could be Mycoplasma galoseptica, which causes uh, what we call CRD. It could be um, mixed with that. It could be uh, the uh, Haemophilus paragallinarium, the coryza organism, mixed with the uh, mycoplasma. Uh, it could be either one of them by itself. Uh, and it also could be either one of them uh, mixed with staph or E. coli or uh, some other opportunistic uh, bacteria. So just the, the lack of an odor coming from the mouth uh, or the head of the bird showing respiratory symptoms and facial swelling, uh, snotty nose, mucus in the mouth, uh, does not mean you do or you don't have, have coryza, okay? Uh, generally, the smell is caused uh, by a mixed uh, population of, of bacteria, or what we would generally call a secondary bacterial infection, which is not good either because it just complicates matters, makes things more difficult to uh, uh, to get through this. But um, so, generally, the symptoms you're going to see with with coryza again may or may not have this this smell. Uh, it's part of the equation, but not all of it. Uh, usually. Uh, and, and again, this won't be all birds, but you'll get uh, some significant swelling uh, of the uh, uh, sinus tissues around the eyes, uh, maybe one, maybe both. Um, and at that point, uh, you have to uh, look at it as uh, the possibility of uh, either mycoplasma, uh, coryza, uh, or even could be, uh, in, in many instances, foul cholera, okay, which is caused by a, a different uh, bacteria. One of the little tip-offs to this without having a laboratory diagnosis is the uh, rapidity of spread. How fast does this organism spread from bird to bird? And um, usually with mycoplasma, uh, in most cases, we don't see it spread very quickly from bird to bird. But we do see it spread very quickly with coryza. So that's a little bit of a, of a window of opportunity to, to try to make um, uh, a, uh, a diagnosis on your own uh, as to what it may be. Uh, this disease also has a, a couple of other little caveats that go with it uh, as birds age and get out to um, uh, 14, 15, 16 weeks of age and up, we generally see this as less of a problem. They become more resistant to it. So the timing of the exposure, exposure early, makes a bird more obviously a bird is going to be more susceptible and uh, exposure to the organism when a bird is older um, will make it less likely that the bird will be able to pick this one up okay um, and 
I'm not quite sure and have never seen anything published as to what the actual rhyme and reason for that. But it may be that fact, and we've talked about this in, in uh, shows past, is that uh, it takes a while for a bird's uh, immune system to really get up to full speed. And we often will see this uh, coryza in birds uh, very young. Okay, uh, One of the vaccines that's still effective out there, uh, vaccination usually takes place between three and four weeks of age. Okay, and we we know, uh, you know, we know that the sequel tonsil uh, uh, can take every bit of four to six weeks uh, to to mature, and we also know that the majority of the uh, uh, bird's immune cells are in the uh, intestinal tract. So at that point, um, birds can become more susceptible just because the immune system is probably not up to snuff. That would be my interpretation of of why this. Uh, as birds become older, they become uh, resistant to it. But um, um, it is it is a, a, a tough disease, um, and uh, can be complicated by uh, other um, disease organisms at the same time. Um, so the characteristics that you generally see: um, runny uh, nose. Um, it's, it can be moist uh, and clear liquid in the beginning. Uh, and then work its way to a uh, more uh, uh, mucousy, uh, sticky, uh, and thicker, uh, off-white uh, in some cases, um, and in some cases yellow. Uh, and um, my guess is that the yellow is, is going to stink a little bit more uh, than the off, off-white. <clears throat> and uh, we will see plugging of the nostrils, um, not in all cases. There may be some crusty um, material stuck in, in nostrils. Uh, can be one or both. Um, the facial swelling can be anything from slight to extremely severe, uh, and that depends on the uh, uh, virulence of the uh, Haemophilus uh, coryza organism and or the uh, types of other secondary bacterial infections that may be taking place uh, at the same time. Uh, there are many, many cases documented where the eyes have been swollen shut, and uh, if you try to open the eye, it looks like there's no eyeball there. The swelling can be so bad uh, with the uh, conjunctiva, uh, <coughs> conjunctiva of the eye uh, quite swollen and, and, and red. <coughs> Uh, one of the things that's important about this part of it is if you have a bird like this, to treat it immediately when you see it. And one of the reasons for that is that um, a, a film will start to form over the eyeball and the uh, oxygen to the uh, eye uh, will be cut off and then the uh, bird will, uh, in short order, go uh, completely blind in that eye no matter what you do. So if you see it, you want to get right on it. If you don't have anything... Uh, that you can, uh, uh, if you don't have an eye ointment or a, a eye drop or something like that, until you get one, um, you can go to the store, uh, any drugstore, uh, and get a uh, human eye uh, wash that's boric acid-based, and um, you can uh, wash the eye out with that uh, two or three times a day uh, until you do get something. Um, the teramycin eye ointment may be helpful, uh, and there are other um, uh, eye ointments that, that may be available to you uh, uh, to, to, to put in the eyes until, until that uh, um, situation is taken care of. Uh, if you have uh, LA-200, if you have Thailand-50, Thailand-200, any one of those, uh, you can also pull a little bit of that up into a syringe, and you can uh, take the needle off that syringe and then put a drop or two in the eye, pull the eyelid apart, drop the drop in, pull the eye back together, and a drop or two in the eye two or three times a day, that will help in this particular situation with this eye swelling because it's extremely important. And at the same time, you can, um, if it's just one bird, you might decide you want to give uh, shots of, uh, of the LA-200 or, uh, or the Thailand. Uh, if I didn't have anything else, that's exactly what I would do. Um, but uh, the eye swelling uh, and the facial swelling will need to be taken care of. You can also do nasal flushing. Um, take a, uh, a few tablespoons of sterile water that you boil on the stove. Uh, let it come to room temperature after you've boiled it and um, put it in a throwaway cup. Take a cc or two of either the Thailand 50 
uh, Thailand 200 or the uh, LA 200 and put it in that cup, mix it up, and with the bird's mouth open, uh, head down, uh, back flush it through the nostrils and try to get that stuff cleaned out of the nostrils. It, it can become a chore, become a real pain in the neck, uh, not easy to do all the time. Um, some of the things you'll see with these birds, they, they will have uh, sometimes an, uh, an obvious rattle, um, some uh, sneezing, coughing, uh, that type of thing. Um, so you may want to you know look for that. They usually will uh, scratch their face with their with their foot, um, and uh, I've seen them where they uh, have uh, actually scratched the face to the point where it becomes quite raw. Um, you also may notice uh, them wiping the uh, mucus from the nostrils and the uh, 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 material, the exudate coming from the eye. Uh, on their feathers, so you may see soiled feathers on on birds where that would be obvious. Obviously, a white bird would make it uh, very obvious. Um, but um, that that <coughs> that would be what I would do for the birds at that point, and, and what you're basically uh, you know going to be looking for as far as this disease is concerned. Um, Andy, it's about quarter after. Did you want to take your break before we go on to finish this up? Yeah, that'll be fine. We can go ahead and uh, do that and come back okay. and finish up talking about uh, Coriza. Folks, we're talking with Peter Brown, also known as the Chicken Doctor, founder of FirstStateVetSupply.com. If they don't have it, you don't need it. Visit their store. In fact, um, he may still be running. We'll ask when we come back. Um, free shipping on the sweeter heaters we talked about earlier in the show. It's the only heater that I personally recommend if you choose to heat your coops in the wintertime. you got to get away from those dangerous heat lamp folks. We've talked about them for years. We always post about the fires that they cause. So if uh, you're like Peter and choose to heat your coop in the winter, for whatever reason, it doesn't matter. We want you to do it safely. We don't want you to kill them with kindness, burn your coop down, burn your neighbor's house down, burn your own house down. Uh, for Pete's sake, and um, and uh, we, we're so passionate about this because we're the ones that have to post on our Facebook, post on social media, post on Twitter, talk about it in our seminars uh, and whatnot and webinars about, oh, here's another house that burned to the ground because of this heat lamp that was uh, used improperly. Uh, the sweeter heater is an amazing tool uh, for your backyard flock if you choose to heat uh, your coop. And you're really not even heating the coop. It's really bad terminology. Um, you're really just providing some warmth for your chickens while they're on the roost. It mounts behind or above the roost. It is by no means going to keep your coop uh, at a wonderful, pleasant 73 degrees. Um, and uh, just to give your chickens some comfort over the cold winter months if you choose uh, to do that. So we'll ask them about that when we come back. But a uh, great topic today, Coriza. Uh, there'll be more to come right after this short break. Stay with us, folks. Are you in the market for a new chicken coop? Want one that will outlast all the others? Then check out Urban Coop Company. All of their coops are made from 100% appearance-grade western red cedar with galvanized hardware and advanced all-weather joinery right here in the USA. Compared to other coops, Urban Coop Company coops will last longer and look better doing it. They're designed to be both beautiful and functional. In fact, they have earned the Chicken Whisperer seal of approval and are Chicken Whisperer approved. I invite you to browse their website to learn more about the many features of their coops and check out their integrated coop accessories that will make your life easier. Urban Coop Company is a family-owned business located in Dripping Springs, Texas, USA. They are passionate about building great coops because they know you're passionate about your backyard chickens. Visit them online at urbancoopcompany.com. That's urbancoopcompany.com. Give the chicken fountain a try. It's clean water by design. It's a new way to water your flock. Chickens to turkeys to ducks to peacocks. Nothing to lose, so start today. Not a major water, the easy way. Stromberg's has been a family-owned and operated business, providing quality poultry and poultry supplies to their customers. Today, the Stromberg family offers over 200 different breeds of poultry, including chickens, waterfowl, and game birds. They also offer poultry supplies for the beginner or advanced poultry keeper. 
Strasburg should be on the top of your list when it comes time to order. Shop online at www.strasburgschickens.com or call today at 1-800-720-1134. Remember, that's strasburgschickens.com. Love Nest brings the natural goodness of herbs to you in your backyard with handcrafted organic blends for your backyard friends. Packaged in a resealable bag, 100% USDA certified organic, Love Nest blends come ready to sprinkle directly into the nesting R coop bedding and are completely natural and edible. There's Love Nest Chick Mix Blend, a gentle herb blend perfect for young chicks. Love Nest Layer Blend, designed to help support laying and soothe ruffled feathers. And Love Nest Critter Ritter Blend is naturally effective against those unwelcome guests such as lice, moths, and other pests. Ask for Love Nest at your favorite local feed store or visit them online at www.loveluv-nest.com and try Love Nest Organic Blends for your backyard friends today. Hey, it's the Chicken Whisperer. If you're in the market for a new incubator, then look no further than GQF. They have a great selection of tabletop and cabinet-style incubators at prices you can afford. I love my GQF Genesis Model 1588. It has a large picture window and an automatic thermostat, which makes for a better hatch every time. Go pick out your new incubator at GQFRadio.com. That's GQFRadio.com. Ideal Poultry has been a family-owned and operated business since 1937. Their business is built on customer service and quality poultry. From rare white and brown egg layers to broilers, ducks, turkeys, and bantams, Ideal Poultry is the largest supplier of backyard poultry in the United States, shipping close to 5 million chicks annually. Visit them online at idealpoultry.com. That's idealpoultry.com. Hi, I'm country music artist Nathan Osmond, and you're listening to Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer. Alrighty, thank you very much for staying with us today on Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer, brought to you by Calm Bog Feeds. And a uh, great show uh, we've got going on right now, talking all about Carrizo with uh, Peter Brown, also known as the Chicken Doctor. I'll get right back over here to the phone lines, bring him on, and uh, he'll uh, wrap up our talk- topic for today over the next few minutes. Yeah, so... Um after we get done with the uh you know the eye swelling and that kind of thing especially if the eyes are closed and need to you know take care of that right away i think one of the more important things to uh to understand about coryza is that um some birds get this disease and get over it and other birds get it and they don't get over it so there is a carrier state and that's the problem with this disease uh in years past um you know, if you took birds to a laboratory, and I'm sure today they would do the same thing. That you know, they tell you to depopulate, and that's fine as long as they're their birds. Uh, when they're yours, and you've got you know a lifetime of uh, of breeding, or just a, a special relationship with your birds because they're your pets, or whatever the case may be, uh, that's not necessarily an option, and not an option for a lot of people. So, it's important to know that there is a, a carrier state, um, and um, for those that are interested in, in uh, trying to figure out uh, uh, whether or not your birds uh, have this disease, um, if you have a relationship with a laboratory or you have the the, uh, the opportunity to get the birds tested, by all means do that. Uh, that would be the first thing that I would consider doing um, if I felt you know that I had this disease or any other disease. I think it's uh, the, the smart way to go. And I know everybody's afraid of the government and all their stuff, but 
we're getting to the point in this country now where um, if we don't start doing something on our own about these things, the government's going to end up doing it for us. And I think you're seeing that with the avian influenza thing. Um, it's hurt a lot of people uh, show-wise and, and sale-wise and business-wise all over the country. Um, you know, and reduced sales, uh, reduced uh, opportunities uh, for showing, and so on and so forth. So <clears throat> if you have that opportunity, take that opportunity uh, and find out exactly what you're dealing with, and then you can make some you know, informed decisions based on that. But bear in mind, this does have a carrier state. And one of the ways that I've developed over the years to, uh, to um, try to determine uh, carrier birds, uh, it's pretty simple. Uh, it's t a little bit time-consuming, not overly costly. But let's assume you have a bird, flock of birds that are sick and you suspect coryza. Uh, I would medicate the birds. The product of choice generally is gallomycin powder, and if your flock treating is pretty simple, uh, just put a couple of teaspoons of, it, of the gallomycin powder in a gallon of water and give it to the birds for about 14 days. The majority of these birds will recover from that at that point. And... These are the rest of the options that you have to take care of the situation, okay? And the way you do this is that after 14 days of medication, birds that are still not recovered would be eliminated, okay? And then you would turn around uh, almost immediately and start vaccinating all of the birds with their first shot of coryza vaccine, uh, generally anything over three weeks of age, and then come back in four to no later than five weeks and vaccinate with your second shot. And after three or four more weeks uh, after that, uh, those that are not showing symptoms are more than likely not going to be carriers. Those that are still showing symptoms after being medicated for 14 days and after having two shots of the coryza vaccine uh, should be eliminated. And through this process of elimination, will that get 100% of them out? No, but it's going to get the majority of them out. And it's a methodology that I've worked out over the years that for a lot of folks, has worked out very well. But you have to be diligent about it. You can't do it this year and not next year. And you can't look at this bird over here and say, well, he's almost better, because the almost better bird is going to reinfect everybody else and be uh, counterproductive to what your efforts are. And I also realize there are those folks that are not going to put one bird down no matter what, and I'm okay with that too. So these are all personal choices, but these are methodologies to get where you need to go uh, as far as um, – you know, what you're going to do to alleviate the situation. Uh, I deal with a lot of folks that just medicate when a problem comes up. They medicate and get them past it and uh, and go on with it. And in a couple, three more months or less, they're back medicating again, and they're happy with it, and I'm okay with it too. They're their birds, they're not mine. But there are ways you can deal with it uh, and try to clean the flock up, and it does work if you're diligent about it. Um, and uh, so that's one of the methodologies for doing it. Uh, the vaccine is relatively inexpensive. Um, it's right around 50 bucks for a thousand dose bottle, so it takes two doses per bird. So one bottle will do 500 birds twice. Okay, and uh, it is a vaccine that you can use over and over because it's already inactivated or what we call killed. Uh, so there's nothing live in the bottle. Uh, if your diagnosis of, of your own was incorrect, you wouldn't be harming yourself other than being out 50 bucks for the bottle of vaccine uh, simply because <clears throat> there's nothing live in the bottle, so you haven't introduced coryza to your flock. So that's, that's the good part of it from, from that standpoint. But it's relatively simple. It is a two-dose deal, half a cc each time. can be either given intramuscularly in the, in the meaty part of the muscle of the breast or subcutaneously under the skin of the neck. And the way you would do it on the neck is go about <clears throat> or a third of the way down the neck, come in over the top of the bird's head with a large bore 18-gauge short quarter-inch needle and put that on a 45-degree angle roughly under the skin of the neck, uh, discharge the syringe for the half a cc dose, uh, put the bird down and go on. Generally, you'll not see any uh, uh, problems uh, with that other than the fact that if the bird starts snotting from the nose or having respiratory issues, you will know that that bird is your carrier. That bird has got it because the vaccine is not capable of doing it. So you've just brought it out by doing the, the vaccination, which is going to stress the bird a little bit. So if it's there, it's going to bring it out. And that's your decision to uh, take care of that situation in whichever way you see fit. If you choose the way I outlined uh, earlier, uh, then you'll be able to, uh, to clean this flock up. If not, 
uh, you can still vaccinate and uh, generally keep it in, in check uh, by by doing that. Okay. Um, so you're going to, you know, it's really up to the individual. It's it's really not something that, that mm-hmm. you know I can sit here and, and tell a person, well, yeah, you need to do this. Um, I think some of the most important things people can do with their flocks is to uh, to, to be uh, diligent, be observant, and um, we said it once, we said it a thousand times over the years that I've been doing this show, and uh, that is observe the birds, pick them up, handle them, and uh, you know take a good look at them. Um, close their mouth, put your fingers over their nostrils, they bubble in the corner of the eyes, is usually an issue. Find out what the issue is, get it taken care of, and move on. And um, most, uh, especially one of the veterinarians here, Dr. Batista, up at the lab here, um, who is a poultry vet, uh, he has come out here in the last couple of years and recommending uh, for coryza and the mycoplasma, the, the MG, uh, to vaccinate. You're better off vaccinated than not. Um, and uh, I have many, many clients that have taken that route, and while their birds may not necessarily be mycoplasma or coryza-free, uh, they're certainly not sick all the time and showing no symptoms at all. Um, and uh, vaccinated birds are uh, going to shed the uh, bacteria uh, less often than birds that are left unchecked. So there, there is a good side to it. Uh, you know, the, the vaccination uh, treatment is available. Um, you have to be diligent about doing it and applying that treatment uh, to the flock to have a positive outcome. But uh, it, it can be a chore to, uh, to, you know, to keep it under control. Um, not easy. You know, there are other medications people can use, uh, but the gallomycin seems to be uh, the most effective uh, over the years that I've been doing this. Uh, you could use Oxytet uh, concentrate mixed with the gallomycin to uh, help cut costs because the, the cost factor of the gallomycin to the, uh, to the Oxytet is uh, about one to three, the Oxytet being, uh, you know, about one, one-third of the cost of, of the gallomycin. So if you mix the two together, you can get the gallomycin to go further. You can even put more of the Oxytet in if you choose. Uh, if the water takes on an un- unfavorable taste, uh, then you can uh, flavor that uh, with uh, whatever you like that will make it more palatable for the birds. But uh, these things are doable, not rocket science, any of it. Uh, the main thing is to recognize it and do something about it. And they can find those products at your site, firststatevetsupply.com? We can, and we provide directions for everything that we sell. Um, if they have any question with those directions, they can always give me a call. You had also, <laughs> I, during the break, mentioned about the Swedish heaters, and, yes, yes. we're still offering um, the, the free shipping as well. Uh, I've got a couple of special deals, probably going to come out Wednesday or Thursday, and it's okay. going to be a, uh, a deal on the 1588 Genesis uh, incubator and mm. the Turner as a unit. Uh, I love that one. Yeah, and it's uh, it's going to be a, a you know I've looked around, seen what other people are selling them for, and uh, we've got a few here that uh, we would uh, you know put out there at a, a much more reasonable cost. So uh, people need to look you know on the website for that. Probably Thursday morning it should be done. Send me that special, maybe a link to it when you get that up, because I own two two I own two of those, and um, they're, they're fabulous. Yeah, they are, and. Um, they're a good starter unit. Uh, they're economical from a, a, uh, mm-hmm. um, a standpoint of electricity. They're 12-volt, so the, you don't have to worry about the kids getting around them and monkeying with them. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's really, really nice. Uh, you know, and, uh, we have the turners that fit those as well, and uh, uh, you know, we plan to put them out at a, at a, at a very reasonable uh, price. That I've looked around to see what a couple other people that are mm-hmm. selling them for and uh, we think we can be com- competitive or a little bit more competitive on that. On a he- suite of heater note, these are the new suite of heaters now with the new safety device. Should the unit, for any yeah. reason, uh, fall down face down in the litter, uh, it has a new thermostat that will actually shut it off So uh, and further mitigate any uh, problems that may arise uh, you know, mm-hmm. from a, uh, a possible fire standpoint. But, you know, one of the other things that people don't realize about uh, Sweet heaters. Besides the safety factor, besides the factor that it's much more economical to run a sweeter heater than it is any other electrical heating or warming device that I'm aware of, 
uh, is the fact that the coverage that you get. You know, it's straight down basically, so an 11 by 12 is going to give you an 11 by 12 area. Most heat lamps don't do that. The, the heat out to the side is not uniform, and the real heat's in the middle. So you, you get much better coverage, much more birds, uh, or many more birds can be uh, um, kept uh, warm, whether you use it as a brooder or you use it to uh, uh, maintain body temperature or to keep birds' combs from freezing. Um, and again, it is a personal decision. So you know, it's not to me. It's not an argumentative point. Uh, it is a person's uh, personal uh, liking. Um, we do it here. Like I said, our birds are geriatric. You know, um, we just feel that uh, it's not going to hurt them. It's going to help them in the long run, and it doesn't cost us hardly anything. Uh, and we use it for the cats as well. You know, I just put up. Uh, the cats now have two 40-inch units uh, in theirs, and uh, um, chickens have one 40-inch and a smaller unit, and I'm getting ready to put up a 30-inch in, in there just so uh, those that uh, we've got we've got two two roosters that don't want to be with anybody else, so we're giving them an opportunity mm-hmm. to, to go where they, they can go and, and roost and have some warmth like everybody else. So, okay. Uh, cool beans. No, we'll... Uh, we'll yeah. Share that with our folks on Facebook about the free shipping, and uh, when you get that incubator deal over, uh, just send that over, and we'll try to share that as well. I will do that. All right. Well, great information today on Coriza. Uh Peter, thank you very much for, for joining us. We look forward to having you on uh, every week as we do, and uh, Coriza was today's topic. Visit his website, folks, firststatevetsupply.com. If they don't have it, you don't need it. All righty, Peter, thanks for joining us today. You have a great week, my friend. You too, Andy. We'll see you. Thank you. Take care, buddy. Bye-bye. All right, I'm proud to announce that uh, Chicken Whisperer uh, radio show, uh, we have a brand-new sponsor starting. Uh, of course, today is December 1st. We're really excited. Uh, I've been working with these folks uh, for probably about a, a year um, or even close to a year, uh, talking about uh, the relationship, talking about their product, uh, use of their product, uh, the um, uh, getting the information about their product out to you, uh, our listeners, and, and the chicken folks uh, around the country. And uh, so I'm, I'm really proud to be able to introduce eAnimal Products uh, as a new sponsor starting today. You'll see their click-through ads over on our uh, website, chickenwhisper.com later on uh, this evening. And I uh, want to tell you a little bit about uh, their product, just a cat full a day. How easy is that? A cap full a day directly into your water. That's all it takes for a stronger immune system. Introducing ePoultry, an all-natural, whey-based soluble that will help your flocks build a strong immune system with better health and vitality. It's made by farmers for farmers. Right here in the good old USA, Proud partner of yours truly, the Chicken Whisperer, ePoultry is a safe, all-natural way to give your birds the care they deserve. Learn more at www.eanimalproducts.com. It's available for purchase directly on their website. That's www.eanimalproducts.com. Call them, email them. Send them a Facebook message or tweet them for answers to all of your questions, and they'll provide you with simple solutions to difficult problems. That's eanimalproducts.com. Proud to welcome them as a new Chicken Whisperer sponsor. Pictures of chickens on aprons are common across America, but picture a chicken wearing an apron and you'll probably get a good chuckle. Laugh if you must, but nothing protects hens better than the Hen Saver Hen Apron. Hen Saver Hen Aprons protect your hens from the damage caused by an overly affectionate rooster and may even provide protection from an unexpected hawk attack. Hen Savers come in several different sizes to fit both bantam and standard sized hens and roosters. Colors include camo, denim, navy, brown, khaki or black, and soon pink. Crazy K Farm is expanding its already colorful hen saver collection to include the color pink. A portion of their sales will be donated to organizations that fund breast cancer research and awareness. Order your hen saver aprons today at hensaver.com. That's hensaver.com. 
From our family to yours, feed your chickens the way nature intended. Pure, wholesome goodness. Kalmbach Feeds. Visit our website at kalmbachfeeds.com. That's K-A-L-M-B-A-C-H feeds.com. Or order today on Amazon.com. Kalmbach Feeds is a proud sponsor of the Chicken Whisperer. All righty. Thank you very much for staying with us today on Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer brought to you by Calm Bog Feeds. And, uh, hey, tune in. We've got a great show lined up for you this Thursday with poultry scientist and professor Dr. Bridget McRae. And the topic this Thursday is going to be Christmas ideas, Christmas gifts for the poultry lover in your life. That's going to be this Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Thanks for tuning in today. We'll see you Thursday. God bless everybody. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily Daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.